Welcome to the Industries Podcast, helping young people clarify a career path and build a life that they love. And welcome to the Industries Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Carlos. And today we've got a lot of hot topics to go over. Uh, might be a little um, confrontational, not between us, but uh, in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. But first, I want to talk about I want to talk about this dream I had last night. I'm excited. Let's so, dive in. Let's dive in. Carlos is the dream interpreter. Um, so last night, well, last week, um, I decided that the bear is going to be the mascot of the industry. And the bear stands for, um, you know, wisdom, strength, patience, and, uh, and also aggression and being aggressive. And uh, it just fits everything that, that we want from our students and fits what the industry is. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I started studying up on bears cause that's kind of who I am, what I do. And then last night I had a dream that I was at a campground and five or six bears invaded my cabin, huge grizzly bears, and we're all terrified and we're all running around trying to run away from these bears. And I run to this back room and I try to open it and I open this door, but that's just a, a little flap for another smaller door that I can't fit in. It was just a terrifying, terrifying thing. And at the end, I, it was funny that in the dream, apparently in the dream, if you take off your clothes you'll be safer from the bears. I don't know if it's that you can run faster or what, but uh, I found myself, as in with a lot of people's dreams, kind of the uh, the, the the barrel over the body kind of thing, mm-hmm, <laughs> just mm-hmm. without the barrel. <laughs> yep, that makes perfect sense. So I was telling Carlos about this. I was telling you about this, and, uh, and then you had some really cool interpretations to it, which I actually completely agree with. Nice, so, good, good. What are your thoughts on my dream? Uh, I loved every second of it. I thought it was, you know, the perfect dream to have when you're trying to decide what you should do in life. Uh, typically, when your brain is processing the events of your life, especially in the last few weeks or even that day, um, it likes to put yourself in situations that you have to overcome in adversity to understand, like, where you're trying to go or what uh, your brain is trying to process for you. So when you told me, especially the part where everyone had to undress to escape the bears, uh, (laughs) to me right there, that struck out like a societal theme that I see all the time is that we tell everyone to be naked and vulnerable to everyone else. And, you know, I, I think that would be great advice if we lived in a world where we could trust everybody, but that's just not how it is. And we're too powerful to be naive. So I think, in today's day and age, to put yourself out there completely naked and completely vulnerable is a poor tactic, and it's going to get you – it's going to be what everyone else is doing, but it's not going to get you anywhere or them anywhere. All it's going to do is leave yourself exposed to attacks from people who just disagree with you or who are outright trying to be your enemy. Um But the other aspect of that was the aggression of the bear is the aggression of the symbol you've created to help other people. And what I saw – with that is that you are you're you're creating something that's going to go out there and change people and and i think you view yourself as one of the people to be changed by this program even though you've created and you have this massive idea of helping everyone you yourself are still living and embodying the things we're trying to pass on to other people right and one of those is changing how you you operate in the world around you and so I think the bears attacking you was 
Very akin to the Phoenix Rising from the Ashes story, sure. where something has to die to be to be born even more powerful or more beautiful or more expressive, any of that. And I think that's you had to go through that uh, turmoil within the dream to understand that. So this dream is just a foreshadowing of the future success yes. of the industry. And <laughs> no success will ever come without burning a little bit of yourself away. That's exactly. just that's just the rule of life. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned, too, um, facing your fears, becoming the thing that you are afraid of. Mm. And uh, I mean, that's that's totally a Batman thing. Yeah, it, it's a very common theme in almost all mythological cultures. And it's what you fear, you fear because it's something that resonates within you. People don't fear things just like randomly. Mm-hmm. It really is tied to your character. And if someone, let's say, has a fear of speaking... Then, then they're almost under an obligation to confront that fear and to move forward within to actually make that their strength. Right. So, yeah, you your brain had to prop up the bear, the bear as an image of fear so you understand that you had to go towards it and not run from it. Interesting. Man, that's deep. That's some deep stuff. Mm. Love dreams. And it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of what we teach our students to believe, feel, act. What you believe about yourself is how you feel about yourself. How you feel about yourself is how you're going to act. Mm. And there's a way. So uh, if you think that you're not capable of something, you'll feel not capable and you'll act not capable, which means you probably won't try anything at all. Exactly. And there's a, two ways, at least, to change that cycle. And it's one is to stop that thought and replace it with something real. And the other one is just to act on it. Mm. Just like you were saying, you know, if uh, just just act on it. If something's terrifying to you, just just do it. Right. Move forward. Exposure to that fear is the only thing that's going to be able to uh, get it out of your head or anything like that. I'm telling you, this is the Batman story. Mm. It really is. It really is. I love it. <laughs> so let's move on to the controversy. Mm. I wouldn't say controversy. Just different opinions and thoughts and views. Yeah, everyone has them. Yeah. So <laughs> we uh, we came across this article. And the article was talking about jobs in Michigan and how they relate to your education. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that some, you know, fifty-six percent of uh, Michigan's jobs are in the thirty-nine, uh, less than thirty-nine thousand um, dollar wages, and twenty-two uh, percent are in the thirty-eight to sixty-four thousand, and twenty-two percent in Michigan are in the wages of sixty-four and above. And they're saying how they directly relate to degrees. Mm. So most of, I'm just going to read the, I'm going to read one of the, the paragraphs real quick that uh, kind of kind of rubbed us the wrong way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not please. that we're trying to um, really push the industry, but it's just these, these statistics, they're statistics, but there's elements that they do not talk about in mm-hmm. the article. So here we go. Um, here is, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw up the, uh, the, the link, article. The the article. Link, yeah. yeah. Here we go. When I hear dangerous message, whoops, yep. that's yours. Yep. There <laughs> we go. There we go. Um, we are continually confronted by the myth that there are lots of good paying jobs that don't require a higher education. Quote, not everyone should go to college, people claim. While that's true on a personal level, not every person will benefit from college and people find fulfillment on the job in a myriad of ways on a community level. They're saying that's a dangerous message. The, uh, the economic data we update year to year show that more and more jobs that pay well require post-secondary education 
And the best way to ensure a good paying job is to earn a bachelor's or higher. So this dangerous message that that kind of kind of threw us. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, if anyone says uh, an idea or attitude or anything is dangerous, I automatically have a knee jerk reaction because dangerous for whom, and wh- why? Why is even speaking an idea so dangerous to our economy? Like that's something I, I really, really think we should dive into, and they have the stats here. But I, I don't. I feel like they're missing important aspects of it, like you said. So let's uh, let's go through the list of the things that we feel they're missing. Yeah, definitely. One, college debt. Mm-hmm. So they may be making more with their job, but a lot of people who aren't going to college don't have the debt. Mm-hmm. So the people who are going to college have to make more money in order to pay off that three four hundred dollar a month loan. Right. And they're going to be doing that for a very long time uh, with the average student debt at around Mm $40,000. I mean, unless unless Biden pushes this thing through, a lot of those young people are still going to have this massive amount of debt that most people have a hard time paying off before they die. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite memes is the old man that looks really, really happy and that says... um, just you finished it, paying off. Just finished paying off my school loans. <laughs> but yeah, so again, the industry is a fan of the of uh, of college if it's used as a tool to do to get the degree that you need to get the career that you know already exists and that you know you're already going to love. And that's mm-hmm. what we do is we help young people at an earlier age, before they even go to college, discover the career that fits their identity the best. So. But we aren't fans of college debt, especially mm-hmm. massive amounts that you can't pay off. Um, so, Or asking someone to figure out what they want to do while they're in that environment. Um, because, like I said, well, the one thing we want to do on this podcast is just shed all naivety and just kind of be as blunt and forward as we can because that's what's going to move society forward faster. Uh, but, yeah, I think we all know the attitude and the culture – of a freshman in college is not conducive to figuring out what you want to do with your life. If anything, you're throwing all these new experiences that make you question everything you've built to that point. They're just trying to figure out their freshman year. Yeah, they're trying. They're to not figure trying out how to, to figure eat. out their futures. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. Uh, it, that's why thirty percent of freshmen drop out mm-hmm. is because they don't know and they don't want to keep wasting time and money, which I think is a wise choice. Right. If you don't know and you think you're going to be wasting time and money, getting a degree for a career that you don't even want—that's uh, what—that's what twenty or eighty percent of the other graduates have already done. They're using their degree, but not for its intended purpose. Mm-hmm. They're getting a degree to get another job that they don't even like. Um, I read an article that uh, graduates in the past five to ten years. There's it's like sixty to seventy percent of them do not like their career choice, mm-hmm. and that's that's a shame. You know, this is they're young; they should be enjoying their lives, of being, uh, living and building up their their kingdom. And think about from an economical level: if you have eighty percent of your population not enjoying their job, is that job being done correctly or in an efficient manner or anything? I th- I think. And this goes back to the saying, this is a dangerous idea. I think it's dangerous to America to kind of cut the fat we have uh, instilled in our society. I think that's what people are viewing as dangerous, but we need to to survive. We need to go on a diet as a nation, metaphorically. Right. (laughs) Well, they're calling the $1.6 trillion student debt a crisis. Right. You tell me what's dangerous. Exactly. Young people need to go to college 
when they know what they want to study and have the um, have amazing scholarships and work their butts off getting scholarships to get rid of this debt. Mm-hmm. What's dangerous is pushing people into college the same way we've been doing it the past two generations. Right. These uh, and even the statistics now, when we look at it, uh, we're almost clamoring for these type of jobs that almost go nowhere because the leaders of these jobs, they themselves do not have degrees, which allows them the flexibility and the life experience for those four years to go and create something real, whereas the people who go to college are trying to find a set path to just plunk themselves down in. Right. What do they say that uh, um, many times people with degrees work for people without degrees? Yeah, I I honestly <laughs> believe that. <laughs> and I think that's and that kind of goes into what we're what we want to discuss too is that. We need a, this article has to do with the present. Mm -hmm. And if we keep looking forward to what we need to do in order to fit in the present, then we're not really looking to be innovative. Exactly. If, uh, and and I agree with you on a hundred percent, if these stats are reflective of what we're currently experiencing, then perhaps these stats aren't working because our gross domestic product for Michigan is actually dropping and in 2018, it was 2.4%, which equated us to about uh, level four, or position 14. Out of all 50 states, we were the 14th in gross domestic product. We are now, or at least in last year when we looked, uh, 2019, we were only at 0.4, which puts us at uh, the lower 40 40% of all the states, yeah. To go from uh, the position at 14th to drop to uh, 40, that's a big fall. And they expected during COVID that we would have a resurgence, which we clearly didn't see, or the numbers aren't out yet. But if we experienced a resurgence during this time, that would be astonishing to me personally. Right. And so looking to the future, we need to be looking at the people who are going to be innovators mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lot of time pushing through the system. This, these are the young people who like college isn't for me. Well, I've talked to tons of tons of super successful entrepreneurial people mm-hmm. who are making enormous amounts of money because they first started with college isn't for me. Right. Is that dangerous? Not in my opinion. It sounds like it's innovative. And there's people out there who really should just be jumping and starting a business. And for if you have a business and you start a business, you take those four years that uh, your friends are in college, you build your business out, you're making an income, and you're making a lot of money. And a lot of your friends just got out of college without four years of experience and without a career that they actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to, uh, I met this young guy. Uh, he had a landscaping company. And uh, he said, well, I started this landscaping company. It was doing really, really well. But then I thought, ah, I, I should just go to college. So we went to college and came back and said, I'm going to keep working my landscaping company because it's it's on its way to making so much money. He said, I just really wish I hadn't taken those four years off. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it was two. Maybe he dropped out early. Mm. Um, but now he regrets those two years where he could have been building so much momentum and hiring more people. And right. and, uh, and he was paying his people really, really well. It was really a, a cool thing. So I'm excited about his future, which is a big deal. Well, it's not only the entrepreneurs that feel like they've wasted that time, too. Anyone who has gotten into the workforce and maybe wasn't so motivated in college, looks back at those times and thinks, wow, if only I had a little more direction, I could have utilized all the amazing resources colleges have. Colleges do have amazing resources, and they are there for a purpose. Yeah, It's just we're trying to flood them with people. 
And then we're stretching all the amazing resources that colleges have to people who are not going to utilize them. So then these opportunities that could be condensed in the hands of 100 are now expanded to the hands of 1,000. Mm-hmm. So maybe each of them get one opportunity, whereas before, if it was more condensed, each one would have five opportunities. Right. And it's just you would grow so much faster and our economy would grow so much faster and we could start producing experts again and we could start really moving forward as a country if everyone just actually enjoyed what they were doing. Right, absolutely. The happiness level. Uh, We teach that in leadership that joy is the jet fuel of high-performance teams. Mm -hmm. Joy. You think a lot of these people who hate their jobs have any joy at all? No. Right. (laughs) If we want to make Michigan very innovative and and look at these statistics in a couple of years from now and say, wow, our, uh, our businessmen and women are really kicking butt. And they're paying their people really good wages because they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. These statistics would change by just adding a bunch of really innovative business people. Oh, right. Uh, right now in Michigan, we have, what the stats say, that over over 50% were low-income jobs. Mm. So if we start taking the people out of those low-income spots and having them start their own businesses, they may make as much as that or more, but at least then that money is going straight into our economy instead of being parsed out through a corporation with a lot of overhead. Right. We have to start thinking more locally and we have to be proud of the dollars we use. Sure. And we're also, when it comes to this article, we're also in the side gig era. Mm -hmm. Um, Enormous amounts of young people are starting to move to having two side gigs instead of a career and mm-hmm. having two online businesses and a part-time job. So we've really got to start looking to the future, uh, discussing what's not happening now because of what we've been doing and saying, hey, we need to do these things in order to fit into what's happening now. We really need to start pushing and becoming, again, more innovative and have a bigger vision for Michigan in general. Right. So um, what is it? Elon Musk, Google, uh, a lot of these huge companies said, we don't want anybody with degrees. We'd rather we'd rather have someone that's got a little training so we could train them up to, to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're seeing a major shift and to bring up, a, bring up a bunch of statistics from last year and saying we need to fit within these parameters. Yeah. yeah that's dangerous to me. That's how, that's how, that's how you stay still. That's mm-hmm. how you don't move forward and become innovative. And uh, I think we should be pushing young people. Hey, you might have a, you might have a knack for business. Mm-hmm. You might have an invention idea. Let's start pushing those things. Let's start teaching them kids about real estate when they're in high school. I mean, if I would have had, if I would have been in real estate and known about real estate back in high school, I would have right. used that hundred grand in college. And just bought 10, 10 uh, rental properties. Mm, exactly. I wouldn't have had to work ever a, a day in my life. I would mm-hmm. have just been expanding. And but those things are uh, it's hard. It's hard to teach, I guess, to young people. I don't know. It is. You know, it's it's hard to de- deliver the information, and it's hard to receive the information. You really have to have an open line of communication between both people. Right. Um, just like you said, we got to look at the future, and I think education and uh, work is going to have to meld with uh, mental wellness hmm. and mental health and have to consider why it's so important that they have happy workers, that they have happy employees, or even that the boss himself is happy. Right. If you've ever worked for an unhappy boss, you understand how, how, how important that is. Attitude Holy reflects moly. leadership. Yes, 100%. And just a lot of leaders lose their way and they think their own... They think they are happy because they're generating income. 
but there's so much more beyond that. And they're not taking the time to develop themselves either. And that's right. super sad. That's, mm. I agree. Well, I met with, um, with a VP of a pretty big company around here. And, uh, so he came in and said, I had this kid who was interviewing for a job and he, he was just kind of going on and on about how much he loved our program and how much he wishes that this program was around when he was that age. Um, as, as do most adults that I talk to, oh, I wish the industry was around back then. Yeah, myself included. Myself included. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, he, he sat down with a young guy, just got out of college, amazing resume, great degree, high, high grades, incredibly smart. And he said, but he couldn't carry a conversation with me. Mm. And that's a soft skill, communication, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's another reason why a lot of, a lot of companies are, if you look, if you look at some of, uh, just Google uh, this information, if you look at these companies, they're really looking for people with experience and who are confident. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell our students all the time, you know, it's about your presence when you're in, when you're in the, uh, in the interview, mm-hmm. right? And we've had, we've had students who are getting jobs that they're not really qualified for. Uh, we have companies that are saying, Josh, because of that, they're saying, Hey, you know, uh, we require a bachelor's for an interview, but if they have the industry on their resume, we'll go ahead and do the interview anyways. Yeah. Right. Right. Because our students come out with confidence and they come out with, with a power and also humility. Mm-hmm. Um, they be- they become learners. They have their soft skills, and people can see that. Right. It's especially for people who work with young adults. Um, if you've ever seen one paralyzed with the fear of even making a phone call, that's that's just not going to be conducive to be an employee for you. Right. So if you have someone that can just say, hey, I need to get this done, and then they just find the solution for it instead of saying, oh, we can't do it because of this or we can't mm-hmm. do it because of that – you know, there is a big difference in attitude and just that whole belief system of, yes, I can get this done. I just have to research mm-hmm. and then I have to implement what I found in that research. Right. That's all there is to it. Everyone right. can do it. Yep. So I want to tell the story about one of our students. Um, she knew that she didn't want to go to college. She just didn't. It just didn't make sense for her mm-hmm. personality. Right. Um, and she just was just adamant, like, I just don't want to go to college. And, you know, when... That tells you that we do kind of tell people you should go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a good tool. Yes. <laughs> right. It is. And um, and so instead, she she it came down to her identity, and her identity wanted to be a teacher. And she goes, but I just don't want to go to college, and teachers aren't paid very well, and I don't have many scholarships. I won't be able to get that much money for school. Um, so, you know, obviously, we push her to community college first, and uh, I'm pretty sure she's doing the uh, the program where you're in high school, and you can also be dual in college, enrollment. dual yep. enrollment. Um, but then she, uh, we, we kind of brought up the whole teaching online, mm-hmm. e, uh, ESL, yep. English as a second language. And she w- looked into it and looks like these, these folks, if they're, if they're just starting are making 30 to $40,000 a year. And then, uh, she also wanted to work with babies, just a mm-hmm. big passion of hers, which is really rad. Yeah. And, um, so she, again, she didn't want to go to college and I, you know, we, we went through and okay, what do you got to do? What else could you do? And she thought, well, I guess I could be a doula. Um, very much less, very, very, um, a lot less uh, for the certifications, a lot less money, a lot less time. Mm-hmm. And so we went through the numbers. If she's making the minimum and doing teaching ESL online, which means she can travel because that was a big part of her thing. And she said, I just want to I just want to travel with my family all the time. If you're teaching online, you can travel whenever you want. And it looks like she could make you know, $40,000 a year doing her English as a second language online mm-hmm. and 20 to 30 as a doula, uh, that's, let's just say 60, be conservative. 
60000 times four is $240,000. She still plans on living at home, banking all that money. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of her friends come out of college with debt and with a degree that they're trying to get a career for, she has four years of having already built her whole career right. and has a bunch of cash to put down on whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Buy a house. She could put. She could buy a house in cash in four years. A huge house. Or a duplex. Or a duplex. At one of our <laughs> lines, the first house you should buy is a duplex. Very important information. Have someone pay you to live. Yeah, exactly. Right. Turn yeah. your assets or turn your liabilities into assets. Turn your liabilities into assets. <laughs> All right. Should we move forward to topics? So spin the wheel. Let's do it. I hate it so much. <laughs> but it sounds so nice. That's what I want my alarm to be. All right. Where do you want to be 10 years from now? Mm. This is a question we dog people for asking I young know, people. all the time. Um, should we Should we yeah, do it again? Cause t- yeah, let's do it again. Let's th- get another one. I, I want to be here. Yeah, here okay, doing right. more of this. <laughs> I can't even have it. It's so bad. Okay. How do you think you will die? Oh. And based mm. off my dream last night, um, maybe a bear attack. A mauling. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I'm going to die of old age, and I'm probably going to die when I'm 115. Because hmm. that way my brain's always thinking, okay, we got we to gotta keep this guy alive until he's 115. That is So let's true. make this happen. <laughs> when I was young, I used to envision myself dying really young because I wanted to upset the powers to be so much that they were just like, take this kid out. Um, however, now that I've had Bentley, <laughs> my fear isn't so much of me being killed, but, you know, him. So now I don't want to make any waves, but... Now I have to reconsider how I'm going to die since uh, <laughs> since the going out in blaze of glory is no longer on the table for me. Right. So I guess I would too like to die of old age. Basically any way that doesn't involve drowning. I don't know how to swim, yeah. so I try to stay away from water. Don't, I don't want to drown. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, that or burning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oof. Mm. You know, <laughs> America should be far more haunted than it is with all those witch burnings. That is just Ooh. a brutal, brutal chapter in american history the other one i heard that someone said i would i don't want to die the worst way to die would be death by paper cuts whoa yeah that's intense yeah Mm. they must be a writer (laughs) yes i think i think they were (laughs) but yeah I'm, i'm thinking old age or a bear attack let's ask the fans yeah. How do you think we're going to die? <laughs> Something cool, please. <laughs> Creepy. Why would I even say that? <laughs> it's just curious. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do two spotlights today. One is our student segment. And so I want to uh, I want to give some uh, spotlight to Tommy Smith Art at uh, or dot com, TommySmithArt.com. He is on his way to be making an enormous amount of money online with his art. There doesn't have to be a starving artist anymore. We live in the internet age, mm-hmm. and we have ways that they can make enormous amounts of money online by doing art. And so he's got this incredible plan to uh, to put up on uh, his YouTube channel and start making affiliate dollars there mm-hmm. and also start teaching courses online, which is all completely passive income. Mm. We always like to ask our students, like, what do you think about uh, making money while you sleep? Well, that's passive income. Yeah. Build your green machine. So he's got, uh, so TommySmithArt.com. You're going to want to check his stuff out. It he's is spectacular. Such a cool guy. Yeah. Just, uh, if you ever get a chance to work with him or talk with him, he's just so great. And if you uh, can, check out his page. If you can, share it. That would be amazing. Um, 
you know, we have so much talent here in our area. Let's Huge. let's just promote it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so for the business, the Port Huron business that we want to spotlight is Main Street Ensemble. Oh, they are. Hmm. <laughs> I love going to that store. And right now they're partnering with Kate's Downtown to yep. do a matcha Main Street drink. So definitely go support the shop. Go buy that drink at Kate's and mm-hmm. just start talking about them because they are really, really cool dudes. They're rad they're, people. Yeah, that's that whole group. It's a group of like five or six people. Mm-hmm. And all of them have that entrepreneur mindset, and all of them actually genuinely care about the community. If you ever engage with them, you will right. you will get that first and foremost. So I'm going to read their little bio. Main Street Ensemble celebrates the timeless efforts of those pushing the boundaries of fashion and culture, while working toward creating a better place for all of us to live, resell, recycle, and repurpose your clothes. Mm. Powerful stuff. That is. So that's our business spotlight. So check them out. You're going to find all the links in the description below. And the last thing we want to uh, to announce is uh, our mug giveaway. So mm, we're going to do yes. this probably every week until we run out of mugs. <laughs> but then we'll just order more okay. and just keep it rolling. Yep, exactly. So these are our mugs. They're amazing. We love them. I see them in everybody's houses nowadays. I know. That's so <laughs> you just go into someone's like, hey, that's our mug. <laughs> I love so it so much. So if you share the episode... We can see that you shared it, and you're going to be in the drawing for the next week's mug. So the person who won the mug this this week was Joshua Fair. So I'll be reaching out to you on uh, on Facebook so we can get you the, your dynamite mug. Congratulations, Josh. Congrats, Josh. All right, and that's all with Josh and Carlos with the Industries Podcast. Yep. Uh, it's been an awesome, awesome time talking with you, Josh. Oh, I forgot to be recording this whole thing. (laughs) We've done that before. (laughs) Have a great week. Believe, feel, act, and enjoy your Groundhog's Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Go watch the movie Groundhog's Day. Powerful message. I love it. What can you do for others? What can you do for others? Ooh, that should be our our, sign-off. Oh, yeah, I like that. And this is Josh and Carlos with The Industry signing off. What can you do for others? Done. (laughs) All right. See you all later.